I bet Lawrence Fishburne like fine leather goods. If I could, I'd curl up next to him with my in his and let him me to sleep. He'd wake me up with in bed, but that would make me sleepy all over again, so we'd go for a walk. We'd stop to look at the sun on the lake, because of course there's a lake nearby, and he'd wrap me in his arms, his chest against my back, and I'd feel more alive than ever before. Hi, I'm Nicole. And I'm Ben. And this is Thirst Aid Kit. So this week, Nicole. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna be, you don't like the word. I really, truly hate the word because <laughs> I use it in a very, very different context. Right. I understand. But I understand. Listen, if that's the vernacular of the time, then right. we have to use the vernacular, exactly. even though I truly, viscerally hate it. For this context, <laughs> please go ahead and tell the lovely listeners what we're discussing on this week's episode. This week, we are talking about zaddies. We are talking about some men who have aged like fine wine. Amen. Oh, they are just delectable. <laughs> Won't he do it? <laughs> and then we're going to have friend of the show, fairy pot mom, Tracy Clayton, come Yay! on to talk about one of the zaddies Aww. in particular. I'm just going to keep saying zaddy. Just to- <laughs> I'm scratching at my legs. I'm so, I hate that word so, so much. <laughs> And as always, we are going to have uh, what has become, I think, very much the audience's favorite segment. Yeah. Fanfic Wars. We're going to uh, be writing travels about these <coughs> zaddies. <laughs> and uh, as usual, you'll get to vote on your favorite. And this is the one week where I truly do not care if I win or lose because <laughs> I am so... Oh, God. It's just a lot. It's a lot this week. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is. Um, but I guess we should get started. Yep, let's do it. All right, Nicole. So yes. I'm ready. <laughs> I can tell you have been biting your lips since we came into the studio, and I have just been like cringing myself inside out. Uh, I should say from the get go, mm-hmm. the reason why I do not like Zaddy or mm-hmm. Daddy or whoever in like a context of, uh, I suppose, uh, attraction mm-hmm. is because I call my father, my lovely, feminist, smart, kind, perfect father, mm-hmm. I call him Daddy. Mm-hmm. Or dad, but Uh more often than not, daddy. Mm -hmm. And so I know, yes, I am 35 years old and I call my father daddy. I know. Yes. But it's not uncommon in many Nigerian households for you to call your parents mommy and daddy Mm -hmm. still, even Mm -hmm. when you're old and grown. So for me, daddy is like... It's such a warm, <laughs> it, it strikes up familial feeling of mm-hmm, like, you know, mm-hmm. joy and goodwill and happiness. And, mm-hmm. but, you know, I feel secure because I love my father. My father loves me. Right. But that's how your daddy is supposed to make you feel. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, I don't call my father any kind well, of lucky father you. name. I call him by his name. So oh. I don't have any issues Clearly, clearly. I think it's very, very apparent and will be apparent over the course of the episode that one of us has an issue with calling (laughs) would-be romantic partners daddy Mm -hmm. and one of us doesn't. (laughs) Nicole, will you give us your theory on what makes up a zaddy? Okay, so a zaddy. Oh my God. (laughs) Even the way your voice changes a zaddy. I mean, that's how you, I mean, listen, I may have used daddy as a term that does not... Reference a biological figure. <laughs> oh. 
um, a few times in my day. Uh-huh. Uh, I enjoy, I, you know, it takes, it takes a very special set of skills to get a person. <laughs> All right, Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> to get a person to the point where they want to call you daddy. And so that includes, oh, like, you know, being uh, mature. Uh-huh. You know, responsible. Uh-huh. Also. Good traits. Yeah. Uh, a good caretaker. Uh-huh. He's making sure that you are protected in all the ways that he can protect you. Okay. So I have to ask then, does that then mean, does that preclude younger men from being in the category of Zaddy or or what? Because it feels like, I know that the people we're going to discuss today mm-hmm. are all of a certain vintage. Mm-hmm. But I remember an, an episode of Insecure mm-hmm. where Tasha, the bank teller, right. is uh, having sex with Lawrence mm-hmm. and she's very appreciative of his efforts mm-hmm. and she calls him Zaddy. Mm-hmm. And, and he laughs at her. <laughs> <laughs> what? You said daddy with a Z? <laughs> you hate it? No, I love it. My, my key takeaway from that, beyond him laughing at her, was mm-hmm. essentially kind of like... You know, he the guy who plays Lawrence, that is Jay Ellis, mm-hmm. he is quite a young man. Right. So does does there need to be an uh, an abundance of years for you to be Zaddy or can you be a young Zaddy? You can be a young daddy. You can be a young daddy. <laughs> and the reason why we get to the Z, uh-huh. I think it's because, you know, um, in the vernacular, people uh-huh. be like, Z, Z, you know, and it's just like, how do you spell that? Because it's like this really blurred, yeah. you know, sound with the D, right? So people just became, it just became Zam, Zaddy. Oh, God. Um, no, you don't have to be of a certain age. Again, okay. I think it's, you know, how it's a state you, of mind. You, a state of mind, how you carry yourself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And if you, you know, in this case of insecure, if you're putting it down well <laughs> enough, but also to keep going back to that scene, oh, I don't think Lawrence was putting it down well enough i think she was trying to make him feel good oh so it's also kind of like a boost yes interesting yes interesting. i'm learning so much right now yes. <laughs> your eyes are lit up with the fervor of education you're just kind of I, like oh i've been called upon <laughs> to share my wisdom you I look- love talking about this because Do you know what you know, it really fucking shows me yes i feel like i am like levitating <laughs> oh um, god yeah so you don't have to be of a certain age but it helps tremendously tremendously she yes. said oh okay Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's begin our foray uh into the Zaddy section mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. uh let's let's start with Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, come on, Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. <laughs> I love like, yeah, come on. <laughs> okay, so Lawrence Fishburne for me, where was the first place you saw Lawrence that you thought, oh, there it is? Um, Boys in the Hood. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was Furious Styles. Uh, <laughs> what he, a great name, by the a, way. A perfect name. <laughs> uh, he was Trey's father, uh, mm. Cooper Gooden Jr.'s father. And he was this very wise man. You know, he was breaking down gentrification yeah, to yeah. the boys. Which is always very attractive. Right. Like, smarts is a good thing. Yes. Yeah. And just trying to instill in them pride in their own communities mm. and in their own self-worth and all this kind of stuff. So he was trying to, like, you know, uplift his community. Trying to edify the, yes, the race. Yes. Good man. And he had these little, um, what are those, those tension balls uh-huh. called that he was rolling around in his hand. And he would just be sitting there working his hand and looking out the window <laughs> like. Your voice just took on like a weird <laughs> tenor. <laughs> looking in his hands. <laughs> like, bitch, what? <laughs> yes, because, I mean, you know, you see, you know, first of all. <laughs> 
<laughs> watching, you know, somebody use their hands, you know. In a... <laughs> I'm waiting to see where the sentence goes. I'm trying to clean it up before it goes there. <laughs> oh, God. Because you are cutting your eyes at me already. I like... am, I'm not cutting anything. My eyes are closed. Please carry no, on. but it's just really nice to see somebody doing something with their hands, right? Like mm-hmm, being active mm-hmm. with their hands. And right. even though he's doing something that's supposed to be like a stress reliever of, you know, moving these um, metal balls. <laughs> <laughs> balls that just sets me off i don't know what they're called they're like metal balls is fine please (laughs) so he's like working these things i can't help it because like i see his hand and i like i just remember very clearly as a teenage girl watching this movie and seeing him move his hands like that and it was hypnotic mesmerizing and it was just like, wow, his hands must be really big to hold these, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> these two balls. <laughs> oh, oh, I need a shower again. <laughs> but also, like, he was very, um, he was stern, to use one of your favorite words. I love a stern man. And I, I was thinking about him also in um, The Matrix. Mm. Wait. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Say it with your chest. <laughs> you ever go night night, Nicole? <laughs> you ever go night night? Um, uh, watching him as Morpheus, mm. who very easily could have kind of slipped into kind of like magical Negro mm-hmm. like territory, mm-hmm. but Lawrence Fishburne has such heft mm-hmm. that I think he kind of sidestepped that very admirably. Mm-hmm. But Morpheus, being this wise man who believes in the one, I mean the one in this case being Keanu Reeves, like I felt right. very very satisfied as a thirsty person watching The Matrix. I was mm-hmm. like. You know, Keanu to my left, Lawrence to my right. Mm. Here I am, stuck right. in the middle with you. Like I felt very happy. <laughs> I was very, I was very happy about that. But Lawrence Fishburne, I think he has this calm confidence mm-hmm. that I think definitely comes. I mean, part of it does come with age. But I remember when he was playing, when he was a young man mm-hmm. in School Days. Yes. And he had this swag yes. to him. Yes. And now I can look back and say definitively, oh, yeah, he definitely had it. But he also he also grew in it mm-hmm. because it, it's so much more pronounced. Like mm-hmm. he's like he's such a confident. He has a great walk, by the way. Yeah. Just relaxed as fuck. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Which already kind of puts you at ease. Mm-hmm. It just makes you kind of go, oh, well, that dude knows where he's going. I yeah. don't even have to I don't have to ask for directions. Like, I'll just follow him. Yeah. So I remember watching him in, in The Matrix as Morpheus. And, you know, he's wearing like a lot of black, really nice suits. Mm-hmm. Um, and. The other thing about Lawrence Fishburne is when he was younger, he was quite slender. Yeah. And then he got bigger with age. Yeah, he put on some grown man weight. Grown man weight. And I remember thinking to myself, God, that really suits you. Mm -hmm. You just look so much more substantial. Mm -hmm. And that's very attractive to me. Mm -hmm. I like a a big dude who looks like a big dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And And he he, he has that. Yeah. And even um, though he plays kind of a silly character on Blackish. Yes. And it's really nice to see him being funny because he's often so serious. So stern. Yeah. Always. In his... in the roles that he plays mm. but to see him silly as the grandfather yeah. on blackish but he's still kind of like a player because yeah. they, they wove that into his character I right that. That, i love know, that he can't say no to the yeah. ladies he has and, this past where yeah he's, i think at one point he's kind of it comes up that he slept with all of his ex-wife's friends yeah and that's part of the reason why they broke up yeah <laughs> which is awful but yeah. also hilarious <laughs> it's just really funny to see um his career trajectory mm. you know come back it's to a place where he's just kind of like relaxed into himself on screen. And I really, right. I really like his work. Yeah. I love Lawrence, but let's move on to yes. the next person, mm. which is, um, uh, Mr. Jesse L. Martin. 
Yeah. Listen. Oh my gosh. Okay. Listen. I remember Jesse L. Martin singing on Ally McBeal, and he's an incredible singer. Yes. I mean, he was just, I mean, you just stare at him. You're mesmerized by him. And so on Ally McBeal, he sang Your Precious Love, which was a Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell duet with a woman who was in the audience, and, you know, they were like making kissy faces, and Ally McBeal was like hating or whatever. Jesse L. Martin did that. Like, oh, and I, you know, it set up the the trajectory for him to be Marvin Gaye in a later um, film about Marvin Gaye's life. Great casting because he actually looks a lot like Marvin Gaye. He does, and I think actually it's in production, post production hell or something. Hasn't been released or something like that. I keep seeing clips from it. Yeah, the Mm. things have leaked or whatever. But he has a really great singing voice. I think he was in Rent for a while. He was. He is a theater uh, god. Mm -hmm. He is very, very talented. Mm -hmm. He like like he's like one of those like real kind of threats. Like he's you know he's a great musician. He's a great actor, Mm -hmm. and he seems like he's a really great person. Yeah, which is wonderful. I really came to love him on the Flash. Oh my god! You know how I feel. about the flash i know how you feel about the flash and i also love the flash yes but i remember when i realized he was going to be playing iris west's father Mm -hmm. and i thought to myself all right i'm definitely going to watch this i mean i was going to watch it anyway because it's a superhero show on Mm -hmm. the cw that's fine but then when i realized he was the father i remember thinking to myself all right let's settle into this armchair because i'm now going to watch the hell out of this and can i just say (sighs) i understand like I, I mentioned at the top of the episode, I love my father. My father loves me. Mm-hmm. I saw him recently. We had a really, you know, lovely chat. I love mm-hmm. my dad. Mm-hmm. But if for whatever reason there was ever a vacancy, <sighs> Jesse L. Martin is such a great TV dad. He is phenomenal. Oh, my God. Joe West. Joe is, West. Uh, I, I do not have a great relationship with my father. Right, right. But I want Joe West. I want this fictional character. Yeah. You know, I'm really torn. Do I want him to be my daddy or do I want him to be my daddy? Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> because there was this one scene in a recent episode where um, Joe needed to go back to the house because something terrible was right, happening. in a hurry. Yeah. And so he talks to Barry and um, he's like, run me to the house. And Barry's like... I thought you told me you didn't want me to run you to do that. And he was like, run me to the house. He got this bass in his voice. Yes. And, and then Barry was like, yes, sir. Yeah. So then Barry, it was just a lot for me. Like, I didn't know what, like, I didn't know who to give my attention to. You because sent me, you sent me that clip and you said, I am Confucian. Yes. And, <laughs> and then it got explain yourself. What is this? It was just a lot. It was a lot. I, I watched that scene because you sent it to me. Mm-hmm. You recorded it and mm-hmm. you sent it to me. Mm-hmm. On my on WhatsApp, yeah, and I watched it, and much like yourself, mm-hmm. I was like, "Do I fancy Grant Gustin? Do I fancy Jesse L. Martin? Do I fancy the both of them?" I am yes. just, I was caught in the middle. Oh. Also, Jesse L. Martin is a beautiful crier. Yes, come on, let's talk about that. He's so sensitive looking, and then when he cries, you follow the path of that tear, mm. and you're kind of like, 
how can I wipe this man's face? I don't mm-hmm. want him to be sad. Also, in addition to being a great crier, he's a tremendous looking hugger. Mm, yes. When he gathers Barry into his arms yes. and holds him. Yes. I was like, oh. That is a good ass hug. It's, I mean, I felt I felt the warmth of it mm-hmm. through the TV screen. It mm-hmm. transmitted itself onto mm-hmm. me. And I was like, man, it must be amazing to be hugged by Jesse L. Martin because it looks like you're just getting like sustenance. And Jesse L. Martin is just, I mean, he's just flat out cute. He's so handsome. He's and beautiful looking, actually. He looks, re- he looks almost the same as he did in Ally McBeal 20 right, years ago. Right, right. He is the epitome of Black Don't Crack, by yeah. the way. And besides the little tendrils of gray here mm-hmm. and there, same face, mm-hmm. unlined, mm-hmm. just beautiful. Ooh, yes, Jesse yeah. L. Jesse, man. Oof. Mm, mm-mm. Well, let's move on to um, one of our diversity hires. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Nice. Uh, uh, Mr. Bruce Willis. Oh, Bruce. Listen. Mm. Now. I fancy Bruce so much. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I mean, back then, now, in the future. He's just a consistent crush. Mm Mm-hmm. So I remember first paying attention to Bruce Willis, as yes. many of us did, yes. in the TV show Moonlighting. Moonlighting, which, first of all, how the fuck is it not streaming somewhere? I don't know. I'm so angry. People always reference Moonlighting when they talk about getting a will-they-won't-they they couple together because Bruce Willis's character, David Addison, and Sybil Shepard's character, Maddie Hayes, finally when they finally got together, the show went off the air within that same season or there was a quick little season following that or something like that. But that's not really the case. People kind of conflate a lot of stuff yes. that wasn't because they got together. That's not what killed the show. No. The show was already in trouble, but you know, what horribly. killed the show was Bruce Willis's career was skyrocketing. Right. He had like a whole movie thing and yeah. he was living his best life and that's fine. But I, I will say about Moonlighting and David Addison and Maddie Hayes and that will they, won't they, that push pull. Mm-hmm. <sighs> David Addison for me was perhaps alongside Jeff Goldblum, Mm. one of the formative crushes of my childhood. Mm. Because for years later, I wouldn't realize why I liked guys who smirked (laughs) until I thought, oh shit, that's because David Addison was a consistent smirker. Mm -hmm. Like, and and the other thing about Moonlighting uh, was the chemistry. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, that is one of the first TV shows where I could recognize, because obviously when I was watching it, I was very young, but I could recognize what we call UST, yes. the unresolved sexual tension. There was so much of it. It was so much it of it. it. And like it was with just like, I would be watching television Wrapped. with my chin in my hands, yeah. like, oh my God, what's happening? Are they going to kiss now? Right. And there is like a a supremely great kind of uh, clip that I found mm-hmm. on on uh, <laughs> on YouTube. And it's from uh, Moonlighting, where David, played by Bruce Willis, and Maddie are speaking. And I want you to pay attention to the, the rat-a-tat-tat nature of their yes. conversation, which again, kudos to the writers, but mm-hmm. also big kudos to the performers who killed it. So, you want to raise? It's been a year. I think you're right. Excuse me? I don't think it's an unreasonable request. You don't? You've been together a year, you've worked hard. The truth is, I think you're entitled to more compensation. Not to mention money. I think you should get a raise. I think I'm speechless. So, yeah. Oh, so that, that's some old school banter. That His is Girl like Friday. some Cary Grant. Yes. Rosalind Russell. Yes. yes. That, that is some, uh, it's, de- it's perfect. It's delicious. And the way he delivered those lines, it just, it keeps you on your toes. Yes. Like you're excited. You yes. want to see what's going to happen. And then of course, you know, he had like Die Hard, which mm-hmm. again, oh my God, I have strong feelings. Strong feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Die Hard at a very impressionable age. Maybe I was too young to watch Die Hard when I watched Die Hard. Who can tell? Mm-mm. I just remember, thinking to myself what an action hero like 
John McClane is so important for the cinematic language. I am a sucker for men in t-shirts, a tank top, they're mm. un, you know, their undershirt, yeah. jeans and bare feet. Listen, he does that in Diehard. Uh, <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, I love Bruce Oof. Willis. I am so attracted to him. And then that's why I was so delighted when he turned up in Friends. Oh, yes. A little cameo yeah. playing uh the father of one of Ross's girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And he is Again, I've mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. I'll mention it in the future. I enjoy a stern man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we have a little clip <laughs> from Friends. I love this so much. So basically, this is him meeting Ross for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, the girls in the group of uh, <laughs> of yeah, the Friends yeah. kind of seeing him and realizing, that, oh, this is right. Ross's girlfriend's father. Uh, Mr. Stevens, I'd like you to meet my friends. Uh, this is Phoebe, Monica, and Chandler. So you're Elizabeth's father, huh? Yeah. You can see now where she gets her... Rugged handsomeness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. First of all, Phoebe Buffay was, I mean, she's really like. She's a thirst queen. Yeah. She, I mean, and she was very confident in her thirst. So confident. Like, I aspire to be Phoebe yeah. Buffay. <laughs> so yeah, Bruce Willis, God bless him. Yeah. A childhood crush that kind of carried on well into adulthood. Yeah. And that's important because a lot of the people who are now uh, zaddies mm-hmm. are, <laughs> are people that we began fancying many years hence. Right. And right. we didn't see them. We didn't look at them in that way because we were children we right. just knew or young adults yeah exactly there was definitely something to be said about how our thirst evolves over time mm. from you know childhood young adulthood into you know more mature levels auntie levels <laughs> and so we actually heard from one of our listeners and twitter friends Vina Bean she left us a voicemail about Blair Underwood and how her thirst for him has intensified over the years let's listen to it Hi, this is Davina, and I am here to talk about my thirst for one Blair Underwood. My earliest memories of Blair Underwood involve watching him on L.A. Law in the 80s and 90s. I used to watch it with my grandma, and she loved him because she thought that he looked like Sam Cooke, the singer. Uh, Fast forward to like 2005, and I'm in my 20s, and I see him on Sex in the City. He played Miranda's boyfriend for a few episodes, and at that time, I was like, yes, this man is fine as hell. Yes. Okay, grandma, I get it. Yes. And now I'm in my 30s and as an even more mature woman, he is even hotter to me because Blair Underwood is like a grown man. He's grown man fine, you know? And it's like the older I get, the more I appreciate him. It's like my thirst gets more potent as I age. I just... He's just so fine. I just want to watch him do stuff. Like, even little things. Like, like, I just want to watch him take off his watch at the end of the day. Oh, he's just a man. He's just, oh, I love him. And he just also seems like he might be a little unassumingly filthy. Like, he would take you to a black tie event, and right before you get through the door, he would whisper something, like, really nasty in your ear, and then you're just in your feelings, and you're all hot, hot and bothered all night, and he's just sitting there, like, with a straight face, like, poker face filthy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Blair Underwood. Mm, mm, yes. Mm. Blair 
In the same way that Vina was kind of like, it's you know, her the older women in her family had been looking at him. Mm-hmm. That's how I was. My sister is about seven years older than I am, and right, so right. she has been fancying Blair Underwood for a very long time. Good on her. She has yeah. great taste. <clears throat> and I saw it, but you know, like L.A. Law, I remember L.A. Law as well. L.A. Law, he had kind of like a process or something in his head or some kind was, of texturizer yeah some kind of texturizer or right, something right. I never watched that little we didn't get that in the UK okay. until much much later okay so he had some kind of like super curly juicy looking thing happen <laughs> in, in his hair which is fine it but is fine I, it, it did not appeal to me sure. and it, it how did, diplomatic of you it did not appeal to me <laughs> I mean you know yeah Um, but a little later mm. again my teenage years yep. you know when we're running hot those are some real potent years girl <laughs> The movie set it off. Set it off. Oh my gosh. He was like this big wig at a bank or something like that. And he ended up having um, a relationship with Jada Smith's character. She was Jada Pinkett at the time. So that was like in 96. Yeah, so they get together and there is this scene, this love scene that they have. Where he massages her with oils and it's so nineties. Oh my god! You know the music is playing. I think it's playing in vogue. Yeah. And What's the gun? No, no, yeah, wasn't that was no, that. Yeah, that there was it. There you go. In vogue, man. And she had on this necklace earlier, or either he had on a necklace. Something there was a necklace involved, and he <laughs> took it off and he runs it up her booty crack. I don't. I can't think of a pretty way of saying that. Listen. I was, <laughs> Oh my God! Oh God! I mean, not. I mean, it's just a really sensual scene, um, yes. and it's it's important to me because it was so rare to see black people, a black couple, mm-hmm. being sensual with each other and not just kind of like wham bam sex or something like yeah. that. And yeah. so seeing that really, really just changed my life. And I was like, Blair, I'm here for you now. I have arrived. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the bus will now be stopping at this destination. Woo. Thank you so much. Listen, so Blair Underwood for me is, like Vina said, so eloquently. He's just, once you said that line about, I just want to watch him do stuff, like put on his watch. Mm. Like he strikes me as such a complete man mm-hmm. that I just want to watch him. Mm-hmm. He's so, and also he's properly solid. Yeah. You know, she spoke about seeing him in Sex in the City, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. years later. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching him when he turned up, and I was like, amen. Yeah. See, I didn't watch Sex in the City. Oh, I did. But I have heard many, from many women oh about his, his uh, brief is, time on the show. Listen. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I didn't fancy that many dudes on Sex, Sex in the City because it wasn't about them. It was very much about these four women, their friendship, and so on. And then he came up in the final season mm-hmm. of, of Sex in the City, and... When he turned up and he's playing like he plays like a doctor, like a physio who works with like, you know, I think the New York Knicks, mm-hmm. like he's proper kind of like wildly successful. Mm-hmm. I love Blair Underwood so much in this because he's so relaxed. Like they let him be like chill mm-hmm. and fun. Like he's not. And also he's not being Mr. Black guy. He's a black yeah. guy. He's in the room. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like it's not like he's not coming in to play black. Mm-hmm. He's just playing a character. Uh, who is black mm-hmm. um, and there's a difference you know it's it's not quite kind of how can we edify the race right you know it's just a dude mm-hmm. you know at the, he wasn't that he wasn't that old at the time that he was in Sex in the City but mm-hmm. I remember thinking to myself yeah there it is like yeah. this is the this is the guy that I I really really fancy like yeah. I just ugh, I was so taken by him 
Yes, Blair Underwood. God bless you, sir. Shout out to your face and your life. <laughs> Congrats <laughs> on your life and your face. <laughs> and Vina also brought us something horrible and fantastic. <laughs> okay, a tweet she sent about our next dude, uh, Tony Goldwyn. Um, Nicole, will you do the honors, please? Sure. On February 1st, 2013, Vina Bean tweeted, I would let Tony Goldwyn put it anywhere. Um, so, yeah, so Vina Bean, we knight you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my sword. In the, in, in the realm of thirst. Yes. You are a knight. You are a knight and also a dame of, of the realm. We we're very, yeah, we appreciate you. We're very proud of you. Uh, continued excellence in thirst work. Good job. <laughs> Good job. All around. So I remember Tony Goldwyn from Ghost, of course. We all do. He was right. bad. He, he was, was a bad man. Bad. He was yeah. awful. Yeah. Like to the point where. He uh, murdered his best friend. Yeah. I tried to watch Ghost mm, maybe two years ago, a year and a half ago. And it was such a triggering thing yeah. how terrible he was, yeah. like the way he was un- manipulating it, right. and, and yeah, it was bad. I like, mean, I there is there is no redeeming quality to his character no. in that in that film. He's a bad man yeah. doing bad things, yeah. and the point at which like the demons appear to yeah. take him away, I was cheering. I yes. was like, good, yes. Let there be no redemption for this motherfucker. Let yes. him die. Uh, I remember watching great. it in a the theater and people literally cheered. Right. Yeah, like, I'm clapped. so happy to see this motherfucker dead. Yeah. Like, he was a bad man. Yeah. Bim, you have some strong feelings about Tony Goldwyn as well. Listen, Tony Goldwyn has <clears throat> a voice <laughs> <laughs> that makes me fully understand what Vina said in her tweet. Because yeah. I feel like it's a voice that is... It could compel you to do mm, things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like what, Bim? I don't know. Like, I don't know. To, to eat after you've swum. I don't know. You know <laughs> what I mean. I just, his voice is so deep. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of, oh God, it's also kind of, it's kind of thick sounding. Like it has body. His voice is deep and thick. Bim. Shut up. No, I, oh, okay. said, I said it's thick sounding. It has body. Kiss me. Let's just go. Look at me. We are alone. Locked doors, no cameras, you and me. It is, it is a, it's a full voice. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Stop, (laughs) stop dirtying up (laughs) my very accurate words. My point is, I love his voice. Kiss me, Olivia. You know you want. And I and I love him mm-hmm. as you know, even though Fitz is a terrible human man, another terrible person, a terrible person, weak and yeah. foolish and privileged yeah. and just generally awful yeah. in many ways. Yeah. I kind of still fancy him, and part of that, of course, is down to the amazing chemistry he has with Kerry Washington, mm-hmm. and they play these kind of you know stupid fucking star-crossed idiot lovers. Right. I hate them so much as a couple. Mm-hmm. I hate them when they're together. I hate them when they're apart. But I love. I guess I just love Fitz. I love the idea of some dude just kind of being your, you know, your your yeah. number one in that way. Mm-hmm. Even though, like I said, this is a it's grossly, toxic. it's toxic, it's dysfunctional, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But I, I love Tony Goldwyn. Yeah. So I'm here for it. I understand. I would get caught up a little bit in, right. the, in the Fitz, you know, yeah. uh, whirlpool or whatever. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I yeah, it. the currents would drag you. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Next, we have a wonderful guest, a Miss Tracy Clayton of the amazing, the wonderful Another Round. And she's here to talk to us about uh, one of our favorites. My favorite. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to talk to us about Don Cheadle. Yes. And that's coming up after the break. 
All right, Bim. So we have one of our favorite people in the studio with us today. Yeah, we do. And she's here. She's going to talk about one of our unanimously favorite mm. zaddies, oh, seasoned bays. Yes, mm. that's much better for me. Seasoned bays. I truly do not like zaddy, but I will. I listen. This man is very much a seasoned bay. Well yeah. seasoned, even. Yes. Am I allowed to call him a zaddy? Yes, you can call him. Zaddy. You can call him whatever you Zaddy. want. Oh. oh, so Zaddy. we have we have. <laughs> <laughs> you just tipped your head back and revealed the column we of your neck. We can't even introduce you, good, and I'm you're sorry. like, <laughs> can I call him Zaddy? I just want to know what the rules are. Yeah. You can call him okay. Zaddy. Okay. I can call him. Please Zaddy. continue. Yes. Way to ruin the intro, man. <laughs> so we have. Friends of the podcast, Fairy Pod Mom, Tracy Aww. Clayton. Hi, babies. Co-host <laughs> of Another Round. You want me to get you some Newports? Do you have any? Brown Royal. And Tracy is here. Yay! If we can get to it. <laughs> Tracy is here to talk about our favorite, Don Cheadle. Ooh, girl. Yes. Mm. Let's, let's, let's go. Mm. <laughs> when did you first see Don Cheadle? When did he have like a a first impression on you or leave a first impression mm. on you I should say you know what Don Cheadle is one of those people that I just feel like has always been like with me but mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't really notice him for real for real mm-hmm. I also don't know if this is true at all mm-hmm. but um, Devil in a Blue Dress when he played Mouse Alexander yes oh, I love that you brought that up yes <sighs> I mean like <laughs> tell I us even more just, okay first of all the whole Easy Rollins series mm-hmm. written by Walter Mosley is amazing like mm-hmm. I don't even like read anymore but like those are books that I can like <laughs> Revisit. <laughs> so listen, it's true. I don't read that much anymore. My brain just is it, it doesn't function well when it comes to like sitting down and focusing mm-hmm. for a long amount of time. Mm-hmm. But the series is great. It's about this detective. It's like very like noir, noir, yeah. noir, yeah. noir. That's like a sexy you in there. Good job, noir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it takes place in like fifties Los Angeles, I think, when it starts. Right. 40s, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and so Easy Rollins is like this makeshift detective. Mm-hmm. Eventually become, becomes a real detective. But he has this crazy ass friend from down south named Mouse mm-hmm. Alexander. That's and Mouse, such a good name, by the it way. It is so good and it's perfect because Mouse is described as like this itty bitty teeny tiny man. And in the book, he's light skinned. Mm-hmm. Don Cheadle is not that. Um, but they describe <laughs> him as very tiny, but just fucking crazy. Yes. Like he's he's a murderer. Yes. And I think like the first time we see him in the movie, he just like busts in with a gun. He's like, You want me to shoot this motherfucker ease? Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like, who is this man who I am both terrified of but kind of aroused by? Okay. Yes, so exactly. Let me give yes. you the word for that feeling. Ooh. It is tarousal. <gasps> You're wow. welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy mm-hmm. to help. Oh my gosh, I feel mm-hmm. so seen. The and tarousal that the I Wait, but do you remember why the character's called Mouse? Is it like crazy as a shithouse rat in a coffee can? Is it something like that? <laughs> that's First such of all, that's a the countryest thing I've ever heard anybody <laughs> say. <laughs> crazy as a shithouse rat trying to <laughs> poke his way out of a brown paper bag and a coffee bean in a, in a shithouse. I know that y'all have heard this story. <laughs> yeah, I did like a whole bunch of country. I was like, I'm, I'm so sorry, what? <laughs> I'm not from here, you see. It's like, how to get in the coffee can? <laughs> you know, he's hyped up off the coffee in the can. No, no, no. Don't try and make this logical. You know, coffee. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. sure. Mouse. Don Cheadle. Mouse. <laughs> I am under the impression that he was called Mouse because he was described as very small and slight. Like, growing up, he was like mm-hmm. a, a physically small kid. Mm-hmm. But since he is crazy as a shithouse rat in a snowstorm in July. <laughs> 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 Freddie Jackson. <laughs> sipping a milkshake. Yeah. 
Yes, this is keep it all the southern. Yeah. Okay. That's probably that's possibly why. So, okay. mm, um, I was very attracted to the character Mouse in the mm-hmm, book, mm-hmm. and I think that made it very easy for me to be attracted to the actor who was portraying him. Not that he needed it, because have you seen his skin? Oh, oh, yeah. Have you seen those? Smooth, uh, velvety, just everything on him just glistens and glows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. you know, I try not to call black people various forms of chocolate because it's oh, so any kind of food. It, yeah, yeah, any kind of food because it's so played out. But mm-hmm. really, you look at him and it's just like you, you just are want chocolate. a bite. You just want yes. to take a bite. Yes, he's like a. Easter bunny, a chocolate Easter bunny that Ooh. you just want to like bite the ears yeah. off of. Wow. Mm. You just want to bite the ears off? Yes. Mm. Just All like right, nibble. Sis, yeah. Oh, just a like, nibble, you yeah. say. Wow. Like several nibbles. Do you want me to leave you two alone in the studio for a bit? Mean, you know I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you guys trailed off and looked at the middle distance. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. D- oh, and you know something else I love about Don Cheeto? Mm. Is he does a really good job playing characters right th- like these, right? Mm-hmm. He does a really good job playing like Miles Davis, mm-hmm. yeah. famous jazz musician, mm-hmm. happened to be completely nuts, mm-hmm. still a genius. He did yeah. a really, really good job playing that role. Mm-hmm. He plays characters that if somebody was like, he's crazy, but the dick is so good, mm-hmm. I keep fucking with him. <laughs> I would be wow. like, yeah. You know? Really, got you to know me. what? He's so <laughs> specific. <laughs> And so that makes me feel like he got a little, you know what I'm saying, in the Yami. Yes, did you I ever, agree. Did you ever see him in uh, that Steven Soderbergh movie? Um, what's it called? Out of Sight? No. no. That's another prime crazy. Ooh. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot. Ooh. Like, even his eyes just look like they don't, they don't settle for too long. Ooh. He does that so well. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to talk very briefly, because you guys have spoken very glowingly mm-hmm. of his fantastic roles. There's one role that, even though I love Don Cheadle, with every fiber, every ventricle of my heart, I can never, ever forgive him oh. for that terrible Cockney accent he did Aww. in Ocean's Eleven. Aww. See, I didn't know it was bad. I if I see him in the street, for that accent alone, I will fight him. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Otherwise, the, you no, my, I mean, my fancy stays strong, mm-hmm. but that role tested I it. I get it. I do get it. Mm-hmm. It tested it. I was just like, what? Huh? What? <laughs> what? Can you can you give us an impression of if of his accent the way that no he did because it? it's actually against my religion to okay, do so. It's a fair. bad accent. <laughs> it is a bad accent. I just remember. I remember all the Brits. All of us kind of going, "You what? Mm. What?" And he's and he's he, bless him. He's chewing the scenery. He's happy. He's like, "Yeah, I'm killing it." And I'm like, "Don, Don, mate, Aww. what are you doing, Don?" He don't know no better. <laughs> he don't know. I mean, God bless him. Yeah. But yeah, if I see him, me and him are gonna fight. All right, chaps. Yeah. I liked his role in the um, TV show House of Lies mm. um, on Showtime. He played this character called Marty Khan, mm. who was like this consultant, and they did all this weird, mm. scammy stuff to get money and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, but he was, yeah, I think you'll like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was kind of a hoe. He was a hoe. Yeah. Um, in Ooh. it, and. When I say that it's a good thing that he was a hoe, because you got to see him naked a lot. Ooh, now when you say naked. I mean naked. Like, Not frontal. Oh, fuck me. I, I mean. <laughs> that came from her guts. <laughs> I tried not to say it. No, 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 no. Listen, lean in. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're all about honesty. His beautiful body Uh, against like white sheets and uh, stuff. And Don Cheadle is not some young guy. He 
is he like looks good. He's yeah. kept a choice. Yeah. Uh. Yes, he was firm and uh. and taut. Like he was he was right. Somebody take a break. Yes. I need a moment. But the thing is, like of course he was paired up with like a lot of white women mm. or women of color who were like spicy white. You yeah. Know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Always light skinned. Yeah. Long hair um, and shit like that. Yeah. Nobody and, of his complexion that I remember. No, mm. no. I think he had a thing with Nia Long's character. She was Nia Long. I mean, was I on the show Nia, for so that's a nice. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah. But anyway, so he it was really good, and also like he was his character was a father of this um, child yeah. that was non gender conforming and was trying to Ugh. figure out his gender or their gender it was identity, so good. and it was really oh, interesting. And his character, you know, clearly was uncomfortable with it, was but was supportive. Like went yeah. to the school when the when the um, his child was having some issues and stuff, mm. and I was like, why is nobody talking about this? Like this is very important wow. for yeah. black people to see a mm. black man letting you know his child. Yeah, plus it gives you more to learn after. Yeah, just so much. Like a man who is like incredibly supportive and like you know a good father. Ooh, yeah, listen, he's all about you and your pleasure and your comfort first Tracy. before. Yeah. Girl, talk about you know it. I I love how uh, your eyes have softened oh. as you've been talking <laughs> about him. Like you just look so happy. Like we're talking about your actual man. Like, like this is my problem. Like. <laughs> So I have like people that I'm in love with and mm-hmm. people that I lust for. Uh-huh. Mm. And as I'm having this conversation, I'm just like, I might be falling in love with Don Cheadle like yeah. right now. Mm. The Venn diagram yeah. of that. That's your, Don Cheadle is very firmly in the middle of people you lust for and people you're actually in love with. Yeah. Mm. I can see it in your face, mate. Yeah. I'm just, I, I just, I feel like congratulating the happy couple. I, honestly, oh it feels God. like you have also announced an engagement. Well, oh. you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll be thrilled to learn about this as well. <laughs> Thank sure. you so much. His whole family will be so happy. Like, oh my God. Oh, Don, you got engaged. Um, We're registered at your local bodega. <laughs> I will bring you some cheese. Thank you. Anytime. Um, I want to talk, though, now mm. that your eyes are all soft mm. and you seem very open. We went through your tweets, Tracy. Oh, this is a great way to get my eyes unsoft. <laughs> never, never go through my tweets. <laughs> your tweets. Um, how do I put this? Mm-hmm. I have never felt... <laughs> more like you've bared your soul to me than when I search your name plus Don Cheeto. I feel very seen right now. Thank Mate, you. it's just out there. You're just kind of like, who's looking? Everyone great. <laughs> and then you just broadcast that shit and it's fantastic. Yeah. The, the So I also did a search of mm-hmm. this kind to see you know what have i said about don Chiu in the what past? i mean you said mate <laughs> and i was like first of all oh my god i've been doing this for a long time yes. <laughs> second of all this is wildly inappropriate <laughs> all of it is just terrible <laughs> Uh, we have a tweet from Ju- January 11th, 2015. Can Ooh. you can you give us a dramatic reading of this tweet, please? I mean, I haven't really warmed up yet, but I mean, I <laughs> I will try. Don Cheadle, you old sexy piece of dark chocolate velvety sex. <laughs> Thank you. Thank what a word. Thank you. We're yeah. doing finger snaps. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now for my next selection, <laughs> I would love to read an actual tweet that I quote <laughs> that may have said I'd make... <laughs> oh no! I can see it on the screen, and I'm like, no. <laughs> so apparently, I was going through some stuff on June 5th, 2013. <laughs> oh god! Somebody needed to know that I would make popsicles with Don Cheadle's bathwater. <laughs> so Listen, I'm not saying that I would actually do it, no. but I'm not saying that I wouldn't. That's that's sometimes that's the sweet spot we need to reside in. I'm not mm. saying I would, <laughs> right? But I'm not saying I wouldn't. <laughs> 
That's pretty much my whole <sighs> thirsting life. I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, lol, but also not lol. <laughs> Just kidding, unless you're gonna do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is too much. Oh my god! Uh, All right, so listen, Tracy. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for coming in. Oh my gosh! <laughs> tell us, even though we know where, but tell us where we can find you on the internet. You can find me on the internet on Twitter at Brokey McPoverty. Great name, still. Uh, thank you. I wish it was not a adequate representation of my life right now, <laughs> but you know, uh, you can find me at Another Realm. I have a podcast called oh, Another Realm. You have a podcast yeah, called Another Realm. Oh my god, you should come and be on it one day. Oh, <laughs> just that's an idea. If you that's have an idea. Yeah. so generous. Oh, I love no it. No problem. No problem. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm about to watch this Don Cheeto video. <laughs> My travel today is about one guy called Jesse L. Martin. All right, let me begin. <clears throat> Jesse's smile always unfurls slowly, like he's unwrapping a gift. But crucially, it feels like his smile is a gift just for me. Sometimes I find myself just staring at his profile in quiet awe. My eyes drag across his face of their own volition, lingering at the silver at his temples or the silver in his beard Mm. that sits so handsomely on his jewel. Mm. His eyes are a solid Malteser brown and pure soul. Right now, he's standing over my table, right next to the stage, and he's whispering something to me that I can barely hear over the crowd. I lean in closer, let his lips lightly graze the shell of my ear. Mm. I shiver slightly and force myself to concentrate. I know you hate public declarations, he says, and the timbre of his voice thrills me, always. So I'm going to tell you this now. This next song is for you. And then he walks onto the stage, cups the old-fashioned mic in his big hand, and the musicians behind him begin playing the opening bars. I grin when I recognize it. I told him how much I loved Dorothy Moore on our very first date, And here he is, about to sing Misty Blue for me. His voice, rich and deep, rings out across the venue. But I know it's only for me, just like that smile of his. Oh, it's been such a long, long time, he sings. And I let myself swoon. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that was sultry as fuck. I try, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> shit. I just, I love Jesse singing. Mm-hmm. And I thought, all right, because so many of my travels are domestic. Yes. Because I just enjoy a man who does housework, mm. clearly. Yes. <laughs> I just, just do some dishes, yes. bitch. Like just every so often, <laughs> sort the laundry. Yeah. But something about Jesse. It had to be out there. It had mm-hmm, to be public, mm-hmm. but not too public. Mm-hmm, you know, it's like mm-hmm. a smoky jazz club, mm-hmm. which suits his face and his persona. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he is a, you know, a Broadway star. Right, yeah. So why not? Yeah. Yeah, so that's my drabble for this week. Let him be a ham for you. Just <laughs> let him. Yeah. Let him. Yes. All right, so I want to hear all about yours now. <coughs> oh, my goodness. Who are you, who are you writing your, <laughs> again, your face has gone quite red. Ooh, okay, yeah. So my my drabble is about Don Cheadle. Mm, of course it is. Um, and I'm better ice. <laughs> and there is... um. A slightly public element to it as well. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Do you mean public in like the wholesome way or public in a dirty... Oh, okay. Your mm. pause has told me all I need to know. <laughs> I, I, for one, am shocked. I would never have thought you would write <laughs> such a thing. <laughs> By okay. all means, please tell us. <clears throat> yes. Okay. So let me... I'm just going to get started. Sure. 
Don said we weren't going to stay at the party long, but we've been here an hour longer than I would have liked. He's across the room, talking to a small group of friends, holding court. His smile is mischievous as he tells a joke, hoping someone is clever enough to anticipate the punchline, but he knows they won't. As the crowd erupts with laughter, he looks up and catches my eye. He excuses himself and walks toward me, taking in my dress, the shine of my bare legs. His gaze lingers across my toes, their red polish competing with the gleam in his eyes. Oh, God. Someone steps into his path, trying to get his attention, but they see the focused look on Don's face, the way he's honing in on me, and they move. Oh, God. When he reaches me, Don takes the glass of champagne from my hand and asks me to follow him. We wind past the crowd, up some stairs, away from small talk and polite laughter. The music fades as Don pulls me into a private bathroom and settles me against the counter. His face has gone smooth with desire, and my pulse drops low in my belly. You smell so good, he nuzzles into my neck as his hands work my dress up over my thighs. The marble beneath me is cold, and I shiver despite the warmth radiating from the palms of his hands, the front of his slacks that I've worked open without even realizing it. He kisses me as our movements become more frantic, but we stop as some guests walk by, laughing. Jesus Christy. He pulls away a little bit, his clothes in disarray, my lipstick a trophy against the velvet of his skin. Will you be quiet, he asks. I don't know. Will you? All right, so listen. (laughs) For the listeners at home, I want you to know that at some point during Nicole's drabble, I put my lips around the straw and I drank until my glass was empty. And it wasn't enough. Fucking hell, mate. I love me some Don Cheeto, man. Don't do you? Oh, my gosh. Fucking hell. <sighs> you better cool your brow. <laughs> Look at you. You're sweating. Oh, man. I'm sweating too, bro. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm sorry. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Wow. <laughs> Is it? Our listeners know what to do. Do they? Yes, they're going to vote. Fucking hell, mate. I, I mean- want to vote for you. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, oh, my am. mascara's on my cheeks. <laughs> well, it's got to go somewhere. Uh, I can't, like, I'm out here putting out, like, you know, fucking PG-12 and PG-13. You're just kind of like, fuck a PG. Listen. Here's a party. Here's a marble countertop. Here's some warmth from someone's hands on my hips. Bitch, how? Anyway, guys, listen. Yes. As I've mentioned <laughs> before, in a way... It doesn't matter who wins Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. technically we all win. We all win. And we just, we love doing this for you. We love reading the drabbles you send in to us. It's it's all good. Yeah. So vote for for your favorite drabble. So that can be me and Jesse L. Martin in a jazz club, Mm -hmm. or it could be Nicole and Don Cheadle in a uh, bathroom. Wow. I never (laughs) thought I would say that. (laughs) So those are your options. But again, as Nicole said, we love reading your drabbles. Please send us your drabbles at thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com and we'll put up a poll for uh, the Fanfic Wars voting on our Twitter, which is also thirstaidkit. First Aid Kit is produced by Julia Fralan, Eleanor Kagan and Agaranesh Ashagre. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. Please follow the show on Twitter at First Aid Kit and find us on Tumblr at firstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. Don't forget to leave us a message if you require the services of the Thirst Sommeliers. You can call 765-884-4778. That's 765-8-THIRST. 
Um, so we don't have an international number, but please feel free to email us um, at thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. And you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Bimadew. That's B-I-M-A-D-E-W. And Nicole is at TN Whiskey Woman. That's TN Whiskey with an E, woman. And please do us a huge favor. If you like us, go to Apple Podcasts and drop a review. This helps other people find us and let us know that we're doing something that you like. Also, feel free to live tweet your listening sessions using the hashtag TACPOD. That's T-A-K-P-O-D. We love seeing your reactions. Oh, that's so great. Ah. <sighs>